Hi, guys. Just a reminder to subscribe and sorry for being a little late. I lost the audio card and have been having quite the meltdown today. So I hope that better late than never is the motto for this week. But enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to number 99. Yes. So it's been a busy week, and uh, we have busier things to keep going. So we're going to just dive right on. That's right. And tomorrow, I think we're going to record half tonight, half in the morning. So you might see a little clothes change in this episode, but that's okay. We're just going to play Superman. Why are we so busy? What are we preparing for? Uh I'm just prepared because I have to leave town. But you... what's what's the big thing coming up? Oh, the hundredth. No, 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 no. What's the other big thing coming up? Huh, we're it's Hanukkah, and and a bigger umbrella of that would be. Oh, you're moving. No, bigger? Hanukkah fits into a category of Christmas, the holidays, the holidays. So our theme today, yes, holiday drama. We have a lot of it <laughs> right here. Just getting out. Everyone does. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? And and I have to tell you, LA was really packed. I mean, I wanted to dive right in, but the president just landed and I was supposed to be here an hour ago and I couldn't get across the city. And he just landed just now. And I started three, four hours ago. He was in Vegas when the streets were stopped. It was crazy. It's wild. Okay. Let's uh let's we're go. off. You ready? I'm ready. More drama to, to add to the drama? <laughs> let's let's see what we got. Okay. You know, we just take one we just take one problem at a time. One 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 foot in front of the next. Don't get excited, don't get weirded out. We just just I think with- that's one of those big overarching father knows kind of advice uh pillars. That's of how I keep my zen. One at a time. That's all. Yeah. I got things that come at me all at one time and I I take yes. everything and I put it in ultra slow motion like a camera. And if you put it like like when the horse is just going to cross the line, you'll always see one thing's in front of the other. And then I go double slow and then I just deal with that. Okay. And then I deal with the next item and the next item. And I find that I can make it through without falling all over myself. That's good. That's, that's a good skill guys. to have. That's the skill. For, that's, that's father knows Christmas gift. I like it. Let's go. Number one. Hi, Father Knows crew. I'm a longtime listener of THT and have been listening to Father Knows for about a year now. I am writing in on advice on a situation with my parents, more specifically my mom. For some background, I, 22 female, am the youngest of three. You can call me Megs. Hey, Megs. I have an older sister who is six years older than me and a brother who is four years older. Last year, my parents went through a divorce and my dad lives across the country. I was always very close with my mom and barely talked to my dad. I had resentment towards him and was just angry. I went through a hard time in my life a couple months after my parents decided to end things. During that time, my mom basically ghosted me and my dad was there to help pick up the pieces. From about spring, summer of 22 to fall of 2023, My mom was seeing a guy who was not good for her at all. 
She was lying to my siblings and I about it, and it drove us away even more. In September, I moved back to my hometown where my mom still lives and my sister lives about an hour away. My mom does not make an effort to see me or my sister or even my niece, who is not even a year old yet. She recently met a new guy and is still lying to us about seemingly silly things. To the main issue, my dad is coming back this year for Christmas since my brothers will be home as well. He lives in a different state across the country for school. And my mom has made it an ordeal. She is saying that this is the only year we are doing Christmas together and saying that she doesn't want to do family things with my dad. I have explained to her that because we don't see my dad often, one to two times a year, that he will come first for family time if she doesn't want to do it all together. I understand that it can be hard seeing your ex-partner, but they have both seemingly moved on and my dad has never said anything negative to my mom or about my mom. It is the opposite for my mom who takes every chance she can to belittle my dad to my siblings and I. I've expressed that my dad will be the priority and that her separate holiday will have to be at a different time since we live in the same town and she does not make an effort to see us and grandchild. My mom is not happy about this and I'm afraid that there will be drama when we are all together this year and navigating what holidays will look like in years to come. Any advice is appreciated. I can relate to this. Bet you knew that one. I think we all can in some aspects. Yes, you we know? can. As you get older, the holidays get very complicated. You know, people have to get along. We, we in, in America and our families in the world, as you go through divorce and disconnecting romantically, but sharing children, sharing, you know, common interests, we have to learn to behave with one another and just get along. And just the easier you, you quit going, you know, the, keep going against the tide and swim with it, the better the experience is going to be. The fact that your parents can't get the fact or your mom most, your dad's fine. Your mom has, first of all, she doesn't even take the time to, to really hang out with you on a good day. Right. She can't tell you the truth about anything. And that makes things difficult. And your father's being pretty much a straight up kind of guy from what I, from what I gather. Yep. It, it's just, Mom, if you're going to join in, great. If you don't want to show up, don't show up. That's really where it is. And it's on her to behave. It's on her to join in. It's on her to make the best of it because there's no friction coming from anybody else. True. It's simply from her. Yeah, especially when she's in the position of, I'm going to not prioritize this relationship. And then all of a sudden holidays come around and it's, yeah. it's supposed to be, you know, the, the, the star of the show. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, dad doesn't get to see you as often because of the distance. Right. But is making the effort to come all the way across and your brother's coming home. So, you know, at least even if it doesn't necessarily happen in the same room, you'd hope for some sort of compromise where mom could say, okay, yes, that makes sense. Like go have a good time with your dad. Let's figure out when to do our thing and just keep it all like, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or however you want to mix it up. Um, the ideal outcome is to get through the holiday season drama-free and enjoy the time that we have with my dad. Mm -hmm. Additional info, my mom's boyfriend will not be attending Christmas this year as none of her children have met him except me, and it was not by her choice. My sister doesn't want to meet him 
or want my mom's short-term boyfriend around her daughter. So this is multidimensional here. This is, is. it's got a lot going. Um, But I I feel like she's taken the right steps so far. Yeah. I mean, I just really go back to the, you know, the, these relationships that did not work out with, with the elder group, the parents, and they just can't say, you know, we have beautiful children together. Let's recognize that. Let's recognize that we are not together as a couple, and I'm not going to go cross your boundaries. Don't cross my boundaries, but let's get along. We used to get along. Can we get along? Yeah. Can we just do things that are, are will be fun for everybody and not bring our muck into this? And we don't even know the muck. I'm going to assume somebody was cheating, somebody got caught, somebody was hurt, somebody. Let's just think of the worst. Yeah. And that's over. That's long, long past. You, the, each one of them have the freedom. They have new relationships and go forward and not, not deal with the muck. Well, and I will say it, it, it is fair if they both decide that they don't want to be in the same room together. Mm-hmm. They're adults. They can make that choice. Right. But then it's got to work out where you're not, the kids aren't in the middle of the battle between no, you're going to prioritize me and see me on this day and your dad has to wait. It's got to be, let's find a way to make this work Mm -hmm. because me and him don't want to come together or especially me, I don't want to be in that position. So if you're the one that doesn't want that, help make the whole situation easier on your kids and Mm -hmm. say, here's how we can work this out. I agree. I really do agree. But I don't know how you get her there. My, I, I mean, just keep she, doing what you're doing. She she just might be better off by just saying, I can't, I'm not going to be there. And I, I'm I'm sorry, but I can't deal with the emotional side of being triggered by your dad. or this. Yeah. And don't hold it against me. And when you have, find, when, when there's a space and time, tell me where it be. And if I can make it, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. But you're, but you're talking, we're speaking logically. And that's not the way some of the, some of these people in these these circumstances roll. They don't become logical. They're so unlogical or illogical or whatever logical you want to make it to be that they just don't want to play the game. They want to manipulate. They want to control. They want to feel the priority. And it's just, it's sick. Yeah. So we wish you luck. Let us know how it finally worked out. I'm sure that will... Uh, be able to share the stories for other people for next year because <laughs> yes. it's a yearly problem. That's right. Uh, well, we wish you happy holidays. Number two. Number two. Dear Jerry, Morgan, and Justin, I need some advice, but I am not sure how to title this, so I'll just get right into it. Okay. Dig in. I, 24 female, and husband, 26 male, have a two-year-old son. My husband comes from a small extended family, but a large immediate family. He has three brothers and one sister. More specifically, it's boy, boy, my husband, girl, boy. My husband and his sister have always been very close as they are Irish twins. I come from a very large extended family and small immediate family. I'm the eldest of three with very young parents. Regardless of my large extended family, I see them very often. I have multiple great aunts and uncles, and I see them, their children, and grandchildren monthly, whereas my husband literally only sees his family on holidays. I don't like this. It isn't something that I'm used to, 
and they make sideways comments sometimes about why my son won't hug them or acts like he doesn't know them. So this year I told my husband after the holidays, 2022, that seeing his family only on special occasions doesn't work for me. I want our son to know them. His response was that I can try. However, his family has never really liked him and he's always been left out and assumed they would treat our children the same. Throughout 2023, I've reached out and I text his sister regularly and we've seen each other a few times, but no one else ever responds. I wasn't asking for anything crazy, just simple things like, hey, the fair's in town, would anyone like to go with us? Crickets. They didn't even respect me enough to respond. Fine, I'm not their sibling, so I don't take it personally. We've seen them two times this year, 4th of July and for a party in October. Both times, I not only heard backhanded comments about my son not knowing them, but also comments making fun of my husband. So much so that his only cousin's wife feels that it's okay to make jokes regarding my husband. Very insensitive comments insinuating that he's special or gay. At this point, I'm fed up. I'm angry. They don't even know my husband. We've been together for years now and only see them on holidays. They don't know him anymore. They only know the person he was at 16. He states that it's okay. He's used to their comments and they've always left him out. I know it hurts him. Recently, I found out that three of his siblings secretly spend a lot of time together and are told by the oldest to keep it a secret. A few weeks ago, we saw on social media that his siblings all went to an outing together with their spouses and we weren't invited. I found him in our room crying. I told him that I was sorry and I wish I could do something. And he told me not to worry as his whole life has been this way. I don't even care if they invite me. I just want them to include him. So this year, I told my husband that we are not spending the holidays with his family. They don't care about us. So why should we care about them? I'm just worried by doing so, I am hurting my child. Should we give in for the sake of our son? What are you giving in to? I mean, these people really have have made their own click. And it's not up to you. They've, they've chosen this direction. So you can't keep forcing yourself down their, their throat. If they, for whatever their reason, whatever the experience in their life was that caused this separation, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. So, you know, focus on giving your husband love and your child love. And if your family that you have welcomes that love, let them be the benefactors. These other people don't deserve it. And for you to keep knocking your, you know, your brains out, trying to, you know, to, to bring peace or there doesn't seem like it's a war. It's just, they don't give a shit. It's abuse. Yeah. So, my answer is don't chase don't chase the dog's tail. Just if it comes around and it's and they they start realizing which, which probably they won't. You know, I'm not going to you know try to say I've seen this where all of a sudden people have this, you know, come, you know, come to moment and next thing you know is they can't wait to, you know, you just you know something happens in life life experiences sometimes that will maybe turn it around, but yeah. Don't don't fixate on this thing. Move on. Go on with your life. Enjoy your children's life with their other cousins that you have in your family and the love that they have to offer and embellish it. It was crazy. I mean, sitting here talking, 
my father's side of the family, we were extremely, extremely close. Three generations, you know, cousins away. Yeah. And we're like brothers and sisters. We communicate still. My mother's kids, that my generation, they died, both of them died in the age of 30 and 40, drugs and alcohol. My my dad's brother and his kids, it seemed like there was no connection. Yeah. But yet these 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 cousins that live in New Jersey, we are like this. Yeah. And and there's just huge family tree of it. It, it it's the goofiest thing. So you it's just sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. That's Je- true. Jealousies come into play. Some family sides are jealous of the other side. Shouldn't happen, shouldn't be, but yeah, it's reality. That's true. So uh, my advice, quick and simple, don't worry about it. Just work, focus on your family. And if his family decide that they, they want to do something about it, let them, when they finally, if they do ever turn around, I wouldn't say push them away. Yeah. I'd say open the door, but don't, don't try to you know force the door open. Yeah. I mean, I've always had relatively a small family. My mm-hmm. dad's an only child. My mom has one sister. She also has one child. So I have one first cousin, no siblings. She has one first cousin, no siblings. So it's always been pretty small on my side. And just considering the ideal outcome, I just want my child to know them and to have them in his life the way I have family in mine. I mean, I understand that because mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you loved having this big family circle around you growing up, but I I did okay. I think the uh, the environment a child grows up in how, whether or not, you know, how big the family is just becomes their normal. You mm-hmm. know, that just, that's just the way things are. And the, the best mom and the best dad that you as guys, as parents can be even better. And this is, I think is also too, where this is where the whole aspect of chosen family comes mm-hmm. in. Like this, I, I don't think for the sake of your son, you necessarily need to force this. Honestly, it might be better that, you don't with how they've acted and been so repulsive to you and your husband. I'm with silence. you. <laughs> no, silence. No, I I'm totally with you. I have no comment to, to change what you said. I mean, it, huh? I just, I just don't want to chase them. They're, they just, they're not, they're not, they're, they're not deserving. Yeah. And people got to, in reality, families got to reach out to each other if you want it to be healthy and grow. And if they're, they're on a different plan. I I would just tell your husband that you love him and whatever it is, it's their loss and not his. Yeah. I think the, you know, the given family isn't always, you don't always have to have this perfect circle of relationships with everyone that is mm-hmm. related to you. But you can have some of that and you can have really great relationships with people that aren't related mm-hmm. to you. That'd be become your little family. I, I always say the, these relationships are what they are. People have a different dynamic sometimes with one another. And they may not just, they may not, may, may not that they don't love you. They just don't know how to communicate with you and associate with you. They haven't figured it out for whatever their gig is. And whatever your gig is, you, maybe you haven't figured out, you know, how to get on their level. They're on a different, they're in a different mindset. Right. So don't take it personal. Just, you know, take it as it is. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Let's go. Uh, as you can see, we are magically reappeared with Morgan. Hello. 
And we're going to continue the show. This is uh, 12 hours past when we did the last one. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, hi, guys. Welcome back. Let's do it. So now we're going for number three. three. Yes. Let's do it. Hey, I've been watching both podcasts for a while now, and I enjoy hearing the advice and what to take from it. But honestly, I wasn't sure how to even write in, but I figured it out. Anyways, I'm 23 with a five-year-old. I'm in college for my LPN, and I'm sure Morgan understands the stress that comes with that. My issue is I'm living in a women's shelter with my baby girl, and I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm going and going every day, and it never stops. My heart breaks for her because she's going through the worst of it with me. Sometimes I feel like my mind is cut off and I'm not fully here. I need some advice on how to keep going, and it kills me to hear it'll get better. I know that sounds awful, but it's something smacking me down. We have until January 15th to get out of this shelter and have our own place. I have no money or a job right now because of school and my daughter also being in school. The advocates are amazing and they really do try to help me. I owe $400 at a place we used to live that will not let us come back until I have two years of renting at another place. Where I live is very small and we have no options really. With Christmas coming up, I feel like I've let my baby down while at the same time trying to better our life. I need some kind of words and maybe some advice if you guys have any. Additional info, it's just been me and her since she was born. I've struggled before, but not like this. Mentally and physically, I feel like I'm losing it. I'm the person who picks everyone else up, and sometimes I wish someone would do the same for me. Her adopted dad, not really adopted, but had taken her in, is an alcoholic who loved to put me down and continues to. I left his house November 5th of this year, and he has enjoyed mocking me and just doing things out of spite to hurt me. I feel very alone and tired. I also apologize if this is typed out awfully. I'm using my phone, and it's currently 1.18 a.m., and I have my midterm tomorrow. I will start by saying this. Congratulations on getting out of the abusive relationship. Absolutely. Number yep. one. Um, that is the thing that is the healthiest thing that you did for your five-year-old child. Number two, your five-year-old child eyes look at one person, you. And she is not going to judge you one way or the other at the age of five. All she's going to know is that you are her mom. You, sh you are the one that she loves and you have only proven you are the one that's always making sure she's okay. You're, you're doing your job. Mm -hmm. That all the other stuff is life testing us and it happens. And yeah, you're going through a tough test right now and you have found the amazing help with your advocates to solve some of your issues. I've never had to go to the part where I had to have advocates that helped me. I've had family that has helped me which is in some ways maybe the same way. But I think it's, it's, to me, going to my family to help me and that they were there to help me was fantastic. You have found resources that the average person would give up. You, you have nothing but to be proud of what you're pulling off, how you're working to figure it out to get through the situation. You got pregnant at the age of 16 and a half or 17 to have a five-year-old. Oh, 17. My math, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And she had nine months of pregnancy. So, you know, this was a decision and a choice that you stuck out. And bless your heart, you have really done well. So have no reason to be down on yourself. I'm impressed on the kind of person that you are in resolve. You know, Morgan's mom had her young. And I will tell you that 
she had our, her brother, Matthew, when she was young. And I will tell you that the one thing that, that woman has always done is make sure she took care of her kids. And up to today, she's still there. She is an amazing person for the resolve that she has had for her kids. And that's all that she's ever been about is her kids. And that's the kind of woman that you are. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and stick with it. You're, you're, you're making choices. You have a final coming up this month or next week. That tells me that you're making decisions and choices and direction to get somewhere. You're not just sitting around floating. I, I Again, I am very impressed and you're on the right track. It sounds like you're doing all of the right things. Um, at least from people I've known that have really struggled in certain times. It is interesting how something will come up almost right when you need it. It's weird. It's weird how mm -hmm. right at the moment when you think it's all going to be done or you're going to be, you're going to, you're not going to be able to find a place or something goes really south. It feels like something steps in. I don't know where it comes from or what it is, but I hope it happens for you. I, I just think, like Jerry said, you just got to keep doing exactly what you're doing. I can't imagine what toll it takes or how much strength that takes to mm -hmm. keep going. But I know for you and for the sake of your, of your daughter, if you just keep going, that's, that, that's the best thing you can do. I think as soon as you, cause your, your biggest concern is, you know, you don't want to let her down. I think the best way to not do that as hard as it is, is just keep doing what you're doing because you're making all the right steps. Do you see this leap? Do you see, the, see this branch? The world, the universe, God, call it whatever you want, keeps doing this to us, keeps pulling us back a little bit more every day. And you're thinking at this point, I have been pulled back to where I'm going to break. And then the universe looks at us and God or whoever it is looks at us and says, nah, you got a little bit more. And it makes us stronger. It makes us resolute that we're going to get through it. And you are correct because there are times where I've always thought that I'm done and I don't know how I'm going to get to the next day. And all of a sudden something pops and it happens and magic. Morgan might've been on a path for her with her doctorate, still struggling. She had bills, she had this, she had that. And COVID. And COVID. And the next thing I know is we're doing TikToks and falling on the floor, having a fun and playing beer pong. And all of a sudden, between you and her, and then working out to, to, to take that little extra effort, and it popped, and it turned to magic. Yep. I'm sitting here, not because I planned this out. Something happened. Yeah. You. You said, let's do it. And next thing you know, so go with your... Keep going with your direction and don't despair. Don't give up. Just keep doing what you're doing. Find the ways to do what you need to do and don't give up on finding the ways because it's succeeding. And you will finally get to the part with your education when you're done doing whatever you're doing in school that something magic will happen for you. It will. Yeah. You'll never know. You just, you just don't know when, but it's going to happen. And that's not to say it's not going to fucking suck right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are under the weight of the world. And I think, like you said, your daughter is just happy to be out of that home. I mean, kids are so intuitive and you made the right call getting out. The reason he's treating you the way he is is because he's lost his control, his power. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get it back. 
He's going to continue to belittle you until you feel that that's your only olive branch, your only path you can take. And it's not. No, he's out of here. He's done. And luckily, the adoption papers were never signed. You know, your little one's five. And this is a blessing getting out of this this bad situation. So it is going to be a grind. But LPNs are in big demand. They are very needed. You're going to make some good money after you get done with school. It's, you know, the light is at the end of the tunnel and it's going to be brutal until you get there. But there's, you know, amazing resources and you have a good advocate right now. So there's there's hope. It's going to get better and it might not feel like it. It never does. It fucking sucks when you're in that, you know, that pit of despair. But it does get better. I would also say for the holidays, if you want to um, look into, um, I know like Walmart does angel trees and those are going so viral right now on TikTok that I think there's been a huge influx of people going to Walmart and clearing out the angel trees. So maybe check out your local Walmart and see if you can get on that. Essentially, you um, have your little one create like a little list of things they want. Mm-hmm. Someone goes and p- like picks the list and goes and does the shopping. And so there's things like that. Um, I know Salvation Army does big toy drives. So just make sure you're applying to get her on those lists for things because as long as your kid is safe, fed with you, she's going to be happy. But if you can provide a little extra. I cried when I read this one the first time. Or well, when Justin read it to me and I'm like, I kept it together so well. I was so proud of myself. But you're doing amazing. And the best, best thing is that you are safe and healthy and you're going to get through this. It's going to get better, but you, you made the right call and the struggle will be worth it in the end. I have one sentence. Keep the faith. Mm -hmm. Keep the faith, sweetie. It's going to work out. Period. Also, if there's any listeners out there that can relate to our writer and have gone through this struggle as a single mom and maybe been in a shelter please, please, please go to the comments and help this listener out because I think that boost from you guys would mean so much. And some of you have had experience on this where we have not. Exactly. That's where the community comes in. Justin's favorite part. Yep. Okay. Moving along. Keep us posted. Please update us. If you can update us before next week, that would be even more amazing because we're recording our 100 episode and I I know people would love to to hear how things are going for you. Okay, moving along. Uh this is number 4. Number 4. Oh, we're having we're having really trouble figuring out from 3 to 4 to 2 to yeah. 1 5. We're the, basics. the basics. You know, you miss a day and we're a little tilted. <laughs> okay. Hello Jerry, Justin, and Morgan. I love Father Knows Something and Two Hot Takes and enjoy listening to the podcast while working on art or everyday activities like chores, driving, gym, etc. My boyfriend, Jay, M23, and I, female 23, met in college over three years ago and have been dating for almost two years. We have lived together for almost six months in a cute little townhome we're renting. The past three months have been difficult financially for me as my full-time contracted position ended late August and I haven't been able to find full-time work since. Now here's the issue. I unfortunately cannot go home this year for the holidays as much as I would love to. I don't think it is the financially responsible thing to do as I've been dipping into my savings recently to pay rent and buy groceries. 
While I'm working part-time at the moment, it's just not enough money to cover all my living expenses. Jay and I split everything 50-50 and my boyfriend does have a stable full-time job. His parents buy his flights home for the holidays and basically whenever he wants to visit. My dad used to do this while I was in college, which helped me a lot at the time, and I'm grateful for that, but stopped when I graduated college, which I do think is fair. Last year, I was able to purchase my flights home without a problem. When I told my mother that Jay was going home for Thanksgiving, she told me that she was sad he wasn't staying with me since I'd be alone. I told her that while I can't go home, I don't think it's fair to make him stay with me when he has the opportunity to visit his family for the holidays. Then I told my friend H the same thing, that he was going home, and she also expressed disappointment. She said, I believe he should have bought you a ticket home at least if he didn't want to spend Thanksgiving with you. Which made me confused because this was the second time someone close to me was expressing their disapproval of his choice. And same thing, on Thanksgiving Day, I called my dad to wish him a happy Thanksgiving, and when I told my stepmom Jay was home, all she said was, oh, I honestly didn't think much of him going home for the holidays until I told friends and family about our plans. But now I'm second-guessing his choices, and what kind of made me sad is that some of our friends who are couples, three couples to be exact, all early mid-20s, all stayed in the area together for Thanksgiving. I spent time with them over Thanksgiving weekend, and it just kind of made me feel alone. Which is hard because I have conflicting feelings that he should go visit his family as well. Jay has a one-way ticket back to his parents for Christmas. They haven't purchased the one for him to fly back yet. Would it be too much to ask if he came back early from his Christmas visit to spend some of his holiday PTO with me? Maybe we could plan a day trip or something together. Or should I just let this go and not let what other people are telling me change my original feelings on our holiday plans? I'm honestly just confused and I don't know whether to feel happy for him or sad for me. You know, I don't know how everyone's radar works. You know, some of our radar, what is important to us is different than what's important to other people and them. So it's really what's what's on in, in your guys' dynamic. You know, everyone has their own feeling of comfort. I know that there's sometimes where I have been unable to afford to get home to go back with the kids. I lost, you know, I lost my business. I had tough times. And their mother thought it was so important that I was there. She coughed up money and said, get, you be here. Yeah. And she helped out. So it, it works different times in different ways with couples. You guys have to find out the dynamic, what works for you. I understand everybody else's, you know, him and ha. There is, if, if, if your dad used to be able to afford to get you home and you couldn't afford it this time, he could have certainly said, you know something for Christmas, I'm going to take the money that I was going to buy a present for you or something and we'll figure it out. And if we can't do it, they're not going to throw any more guilt on you. You know, holidays isn't about guilt. It's about doing what we can and to make it work. And if you had a, if he has a problem being without you and going home and he said, look, I can't be without her for Christmas, then, then he has the choice of saying, no, I'm not going to go. Or mom and dad, but you're buying two tickets. We're going to come home and be with you for this holiday. And it really is what you guys are, what works for you. So if you are happy by being home and being with your friends, then, and why he goes, great. And if it's not, then you need to speak up and say, you know, this doesn't work for me. You got to stay home or 
and see if it works for him. And if it doesn't work for you guys to get through it easily, then maybe you got to think about your relationship because this is what's going to happen in life. We are never going to have things that work all the time for everybody. In my relationship now, if I could think about taking the person that I'm with right now everywhere I go, it would be difficult because I couldn't afford to do that. So we make our choices. I said, if it's important to you, I'm going to go, you know, to go see my son in, in Las Vegas and I'm immediately going to work in DC and I can't afford to go buy tickets for yeah. all those jaunts. I just said, here's what the numbers are. Is it really important for you to go on this trip or do we want to use it for the next trip so we can be together for another? And she says, this is on you. Go do your thing and I'm okay. I got plenty to do here and I'm cool. Right. And that's the way to, so you guys have to kind of together decide if you can afford it. Because she didn't say, you know something, I can afford to go do this and I'm going to go with you right now because I know she can't afford it. She's looking for, you know, a job. Mm -hmm. So you got to kind of play up as, as a team what works for you guys. I think it's hard because a lot of times in our relationships, something that doesn't bother us, other people look at us and judge us and they're like, you're putting up with what? Oh, that's weird. Justin's doing what? Mm, that's weird. And then because other people find issue, you start to go down this overthinking rabbit hole of, is this weird? Mm, okay. So I think you have to tap into your original feelings. Like you were fine with it. But for me, I think I would start to get a little frustrated and lonely if every single holiday my partner is going back and I'm sitting at our house without them. Mm -hmm. That would start to get really sad. And I think the fact that there's no return date, it's kind of like, well, I'm just here. They're going to hold him prisoner. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, I'm here the whole like two weeks you're off or whatever it is by myself in our house. Like you guys have been together for three years or you've known him for three years, been together for two, lived together for six months. You're starting to get to this point of you should probably spend holidays together or, you know, you're building this life together and financial struggles happen in relationships. I was broke as shit. I was living off a food card and Justin would help me get trips home. Mm -hmm. That's just the give and take. You guys split rent and all of your stuff 50-50, but you might not be in a season of life where you can split 50-50. So you guys have to ebb and flow as a couple. And I think it is more than fair to ask him, hey, I'm sitting here at our house by myself the whole holidays. Could you come back a little earlier so we could maybe do something special to celebrate the holidays mm -hmm. together? Mm -hmm. I think that is so fair. The fact that you're okay with him going and doing these things with his family and you're happy for him, that's amazing because I I would be sad. Like I would be, I would be really sad. So you're a really big person and I think it is so fair to ask that. And I do think it's okay you're 23. I think it's still okay to ask your parents for help. I I feel like there's kind of this misconception that a lot of people have like, oh, after 18, I'm done. I'm good. Checking out. I, I, no. remember, I remember when you were in college and I think you were over 18 when you were at the U and I'd get, you know, phone calls every, you know, couple of weeks. Dad, I need some cash. Yeah. Go to my bank. And I would reach my pocket, go to the bank, and I'd say, there's money in your account right now. Yeah, and I think they helped throughout college, but now that, you know, she's established and on her own, maybe it's a different story, yeah. but you are in a season of need. I think it is totally fine to reach out to all your parents, 
dad, stepmom, mom, whoever. Hey, you guys, instead of a gift this year, can you get my flight home? Absolutely. Like, that's important to spend time with people you love and care about. And I'm glad that that friend group was there for Thanksgiving, but they might not be there for Christmas. And maybe this is just me, but I feel like Thanksgiving is kind of a blech holiday. Whereas like thanks or whereas Christmas or Hanukkah or things like that, it feels more intimate and like you, like you kind of need to be with your people. And, and, and I have a question for you. And just hear me out, guys, on this one. They made the decision that they were going to go to the respective homes mm-hmm. for Christmas. When the when the when her parents heard that she had you know was was struggling, what's wrong with the fact that they should have they could have piped in and said you know something, honey, we really want you home. They could have, yeah, and maybe for Thanksgiving it was too last minute. We're talking about Christmas. I'm unclear if they know she's going to spend Christmas alone. Maybe they don't even know yet. Well, and let's imagine they do know. Then they you know, should be stepping up. But also her partner's not stepping up either. Yeah, but remember, he was going home to his house for Christmas and she was going home to her house for Christmas. I think she honestly would have gone with him if she could have afforded it. Or she would have at least gone home. Like She, she would have done one of them. One of them. And it's like, okay, like, I don't think you would, if we were in this situation and not, like, no one can't, and no one should compare their relationships and things like that because we're each so different. But if we were in this situation, I don't think you would let me stay home alone. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is I'm curious what the conversations are like leading up to this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. between the him and her. Because, you know, I, I feel like it'd be brought up maybe by him where it's, hey, I'm my parents got me this ticket. I'm going to be leaving on this date instead of a... um what are you thinking for the holidays? What are your plans? What do you think you're able to do? My parents are going to get my ticket. So, I mean, I feel like I'd approach it from more of a, a way of asking than telling mm-hmm. and saying, hey, like, what's going on in your side? Are you planning on heading home? And then you'd be like, oh, well, I don't know if I can afford it. And then I'd feel like we'd, you know, we'd work something out to get you yeah. To go with me and to get you to be able to go home or something. Well, and the But I'm thing trying is, to put myself like at the two year mark. Yeah. You know? We were pretty serious at that point. Yeah. And the thing is with this, he has the fortune or the privilege. He doesn't buy any of his tickets home. No. His parents are he's paying got, for his tickets home. He's got full time employment. So why can't he help her out even to offer like, hey, I'll split your ticket home with you. I'm not buying mine. Right. I would be more than happy to do that for my partner I love and care about and live with and share my life with and building a life with. So you got to be happy. Like if you feel happy with it, that's good for you and your relationship. But I definitely, you know, I don't think it's the like worst thing to ask him to come back early. I think you should. Can I ask a question? Yeah. The fact that she's writing, does that tell you she's got an issue? I think, you know, a lot of times we get in our heads and we start second guessing our gut and it's, it's tough. Well, you got to follow, you got to follow your gut. You got to go on your own radar. What's acceptable to you? Yeah. Well, I think the family's latching on to the wrong things of, yeah, you guys can decide as a couple if you're going to each other's families, if you're both going to one or you're both going separate, that's for you guys to decide. And I think the family's latching onto that, like, oh, he should have brought you with him and done this. But if you guys decided like, all right, you'll go home. 
I'll go home because we've done that. We've done that for certain things. Yeah, I think like, I think separate trips home are totally fine. But when it's the holidays, like it's just hard. I think as a couple, you have to get to a point where it's like, okay, this year, you know, Christmas Eve, we'll spend here. Christmas Day, let's go there. Like you have these communications where you're coming to a solution together. It's not, oh, I'm going home. Bye. Like you are a couple. You should kind of communicate what you're each doing. And if you want to do separate holidays, that's fine. But like communicate and be like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm going to go home. What are, what are your thoughts? But to leave your partner again and again and again on holidays kind of sucks. And also I see is, is you're in a relationship for now two years plus, living together for six months. Do you guys start saying, if we were married, what would we do? Yeah. And if we were married, we'd be going, what are we going to do when we're married and we have kids? Are we going to go split up and take take one kid here and one kid there? When is it time that you start saying, we travel as a pack. On the holidays, we are going to go to my family this year, your family that year. We're going to do Thanksgiving here. We're going to do that. When does that begin? Does it have to begin once you're married or does it really begin when you're a couple? I've always, I've never been married. I've always made sure that when I'm in a relationship, it depends on, on that relationship and how and where we are there, that we do things together. I think it has to happen leading up to Otherwise, you'll never get married. Yeah, I think it depends. Like I've had friends that they, um, you know, for the first maybe three years, Mm -hmm. they went and spent holidays apart because they were from different states. Mm -hmm. Obviously, me and Justin were from the same state. So even though we live in L.A., it's easy to go home and you drive a couple hours, you know, four hours in a car and you're at the next Christmas. So Mm -hmm. it's a little easier. But I think it is a conversation where it's like, hey, we'll do Christmas at your at your place and then New Year's Eve, New Year's Day at the other place. Like mm-hmm. there's ebbs and flows, gives and take. You just have to be happy. And right now you're happy for him, but sad for yourself. And there might be a solution where you could be happy too. It just takes some open communication with maybe your partner or your family. You're only 23. Family, I'm 29. I'm, I was getting help from my mom until the podcast really started going. So I was probably 28. Like it just, things happen. Life is life. Mm-hmm. If people have the means, they don't really mind helping their kids or their family or people no, they love. Absolutely not. So it's just open communication. Okay. Number five. Hi crew. Love you guys in the podcast. Listener from day one and love seeing your success. My problem involves extended family, the holidays and awkward family dynamics. I'm a 27 year old female. My name is Selena and I'm the child of a teen mom. My mom, Ashley, is 43 and married to my stepdad, Sam, who is 38. The dynamic between my stepdad and I is great, since we didn't really connect until I was an adult. I went no contact with my family at 18. Long story. We joke about how close in age we are, 11 years, but the actual relationship isn't made awkward by it because he's only really known me as an adult. However, my relationship with his family is very surface and awkward. When we go three hours north to see Sam's family for the holidays, We usually stay overnight or for the weekend, and it's always so awkward for me. No one really knows what to do with me because I'm older than the kids there by a huge margin. My sisters are 15 and 16, and Sam's sister is only seven years older than me. So it's either me being ignored or his family being really condescending and talking to me like a child. I'm not unfamiliar with this awkwardness because it's been going on my entire life. 
in a lot of different ways with a lot of different people. But I'm getting more and more annoyed with Sam's family specifically because of how much time, effort, and money goes into seeing them. I have to take time off of work, buy presents for everyone there, plan pet care, and all of the other little things that go into leaving home. So it basically feels like I'm paying and sacrificing to have a bad time. My question is, what do you think would be the best course of action here? Do I play nice to keep the peace since we only really see them a few times a year? Do I not go and guarantee conflict later? It's happened before. Or is there another alternative I'm not seeing? Thank you so much for your input and realness. As someone with a father who openly says he will never choose me over his wife, your advice and kind words mean more than you know. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes when you go in family dynamics, people have enough smarts to recognize people as an individual person, not as a child, not as an adult, not as this, not as that, not a title, but as a person. And they are apparently not getting the fact or your feeling, and I don't know if some of this is in your own head or not, that they, that, that you are a child. You're not, you're a woman. And when you walk in and present yourself as that woman, you don't have to demand anything. It's going to speak for itself. So my advice is go with your family, enjoy the time. And you're a woman. And if anyone you know says, why don't you go play with the kids, you know, and go you know play with Barbies, you'll say, you know something. I'm 27. I, I don't play okay. with Barbies. I'd rather <laughs> hang out with you guys. You know, and. Do your own dynamic if it's cooking in the kitchen and you know doing can you know making cookies or whatever you may want to do to part to partake. The, everyone will will start seeing you as your own individual when you yourself sees yourself as that individual within that environment. So don't don't box yourself in. Don't don't become part of your problem. Be your solution at this point because no one else is going to figure out how to be the solution. So you need to figure out how to be the solution. I do have a little bit more info, though. Okay. So additional, I ride with my mom and stepdad and sisters when we go there, so I'm also trapped there as long as they plan on staying. My car can't handle the two-inch thick ice and winding roads in their rural part of the state. Sam and my mom both know this happens, but because it's never anything direct, neither feel like they can bring it up. Sam's family are also notorious for making snide comments if I reach for a drink, even though I'm 27 and they're usually all wine drunk. So I can't even drink while I'm there. And the last time I didn't go to one of their family functions, my mom and stepdad heard about it for months anytime my name was brought up in conversation. I was called rude and ungrateful. You know. I hear that though. And I'm like, based on what you said, go there. You're 27. Enjoy a glass of wine. If you get a snide comment, Hey, I'm 27. Pull your license out. Last time I checked, it was legal in the state for me to drink. <laughs> I would just go like this. Pull your license out and say. I'm just trying to have fun with you guys. Like, I think either way, if you're not there, you're called rude and ungrateful. If you go there and drink and maybe say, I, I'm 27, you're probably going to get called rude and ungrateful. These are probably people you just are not going to win with. Because and they have their own predetermined you know, frustration. However, you showed up in their life. And Sam got attracted to your mom and how this whole relationship happened. You're paying for all this crap with these people. There's only a five-year age gap between the mom and him. They met later in life. Yeah, teen mom. But here's the thing that your mom needs to understand. By them making snide comments to you, 
they are judging her and her decisions and that whole reason of why you're there. So her not feeling like she can say something, absolute bullshit. Her and Sam do need to say something to the family. They literally, next time you go grab the drink, Mm -hmm. make sure your mom is there. Say, hey, mom, I don't want to have these issues. And just play this episode. Amazing mom. So happy you guys are to a point where it's a great family. But your mom and him, your stepdad, that is their family. You are the child, even though you're an adult, right? Which you can act like an adult there. But they are the ones that need to put that family in their place. It is not your role. Either way, if she wants to take that t- take that power, she can take the power. But I'm letting you, I, I really do believe that those parents, Sam's parents, have an issue that Sam married an older woman. And they're having issues with it. Yeah. That's their fucking problem. That's why these comments happen. Yeah. So for the mom and stepdad to check out, it's like, no, they're, they might be saying this shit to me, but it means they're judging you. And yeah. that's bullshit. Well, well, they're taking it out on her. But there's judgment there. No doubt. Otherwise, why there would right. be no comments. But, but the judgment was really the, their their inability to deal with their son. Yeah. The fact that he married a young, an older woman. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. Absolutely stupid. But, yeah. But that's what's going on here. It's... So when we realize that it's all on everybody else, gives you only the more power just to be yourself and be the woman that you are. And if you want to pour a glass of wine, you go ahead and pour the wine and don't take any of their shit. That's all. Yeah. I was going to, the whole time I was curious why this is a battle for you as an individual. Like, yes, this is something uh, that is, you're almost the byproduct of where the real problem is. It's just redirected at you. Mm -hmm. And, oh my God, I would get, I would just, I would get so crazy in this situation, but. Mm -hmm. Don't get crazy. It's, no, I know, but I'm, (laughs) internally. Mm -hmm. The fact that your parents can't step up and, you know, because we always talk about team when you're with you and your partner, Mm -hmm. you're a team. Mm Mm-hmm. I think when you start to have kids, now it's a it's a bigger team, but it's still mm-hmm. a team. You got to rest. Where just as much as we sh- say you should be there, like you should have defended your partner, you should defend your kid. Mm-hmm. And the the other funny thing is, oh well, one time when I didn't show up to do it for myself and my own happiness mm-hmm. and avoid this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh well, uh, my my parents Sam and and her heard ab- and my mom heard about it for months afterward. They well, let them something. hear about it. Let them hear about I, it. If they're not going to step up, because at some point you need to take it into your own hands and mm-hmm. say, I'm not going to put myself there because it's going to, I hate it. It drives me. It's There's no positive thing from it. Right. Yeah. And so, so by doing so, if your parents then have to deal with it, let, let them, them deal with it because they're not there for you anyway, stepping up against this. Also, why didn't they at any point say, you know what? Laura was busy. She's an adult. You know, she couldn't make it this year. She really, you know, loves you guys. Why didn't they clap back? Why are you even hearing about it that they heard about it from us? You're emotionally older than they are. So my answer is don't get in a confrontation about it. Just conduct yourself the way you would, as a lady would conduct herself. And if you find out that it's just not working, I agree, don't go. Yeah, I would say too, I love the ability to control your own destiny. I hate being trapped with people and I know your car can't make it, 
But if you think about cost wise, you have to pay longer for a pet sitter if you get stuck up there. You have to, you know, take more time off work. In the grand scheme of things, if you can afford it, it might be cheaper to buy a rental car with or it might be cheaper to, to get a rental car and pay for that one day rental car. It's reliable, all wheel drive. And go up there and leave when you want versus the extended time you get stuck up there. And honestly, sometimes I think an investment into your sanity is the best investment you can make. Mm -hmm. And as far as the presents, I hate, I really have just started hating like the, the pressure that comes with like presents. And something we started doing at Justin's grandma's that I love is we do like a secret Santa and all the adults draw one name. You have kids in your family. They would obviously be excluded. Like everyone can still buy presents for the kids. But all the adults do a name draw. Hot take. And I know it's the wrong show. I don't think adults should be buying presents for everyone. It is so unaffordable. Everyone right now is so financially strapped. And just like, it's just don't, don't, don't put the pressure on everyone. Name draw. Secret Santa. Make so a little list. Or do a dice game. Not, not, uh, dice game's not good for every family. It can cause more fights. So Secret Santa, Secret Santa can still <laughs> cause fights. People just fucking love to fight. But I just think drawing names could be so much better. But let your mom and Sam bring it up. But I yeah. think it's bullshit that you're 27 and going to this family, that's, yeah, it's your stepdad's family. It's your family. But buying presents for everyone? Oh, I'd be so fucking mad. I wouldn't want to go. If, if I, I went you, to, I wouldn't want to go. If I went to pour myself a glass of wine and I got this reaction, I would grab the bottle of wine and just start drinking out of the wine bottle. Yeah. And then walk away. Yeah. And I'd be like, you're not getting you you make one more comment about me drinking wine. You are not getting that present I got you. Ugh. I I'm going to go back and say, stay behave as a lady. Behave. Not not what I just said? No. <laughs> I'm, uh, so I Selena, have, you pop off if you want to. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it must be done. I, I just Sometimes say, putting be, people in their place must be done. And maybe next year would be even better for it. Okay. Behave as a lady is, is this dad's opinion. And then if it if, if you find out Pop that it, if it's not healthy for you, just don't go. Bring your own wine too. Like if you know they're weird about their wine. 100%. Bring your own bottle. And maybe by you bringing the bottle, you can be like, hey guys, like I really loved this blend. Do you guys want to try it? And it's your, like, you're almost bringing that power and being like, fuck True. you. You made a comment about your wine. Maybe True. maybe they're just fucking weirdos and don't like sharing. Try not to continue the confrontation. <laughs> I honestly think bringing wine. Are you not? No, no, wine? I like that. That was a oh. great idea. No, no. Okay. I, I've had solid <laughs> ideas. Hold Rental on. car, Hold wine. On. I'm coming up with solutions. Bring, bring, bring six bottles of wine and share the wine. So no one can say that you didn't participate. Honestly, Bring the wine and let them drink it. And it's your wine. And you're showing that, yes, I am an adult. Yeah. Um, if you have a Trader Joe's near you, there's this wine that is so cheap. I think it's like $4 a bottle or five or six. I don't know. It's cheap. And they have, it used to be two buck chuck, but it's like basically three buck chuck now. But it's this wine. It's like lovely you or like simply you. Chuck is always good. Yeah, the the two buck chuck at Trader Joe's is oftentimes from really fancy wine right. places that Trader Joe's just like subcontracts with. Yeah. But there's this one wine there. It's like simply you and it has no sugar, zero sugar. I don't know. It's magical. But get a nice cab and whatever you like to drink and go up there. 
Five bottles of, of Three Buck Chuck, $15, and you are a hero. That's yeah, right. You might be. I think it also, like, by bringing the wine, it also kind of sets it apart where it it's does. like, I'm an adult. I bought this. I brought this. I'm going to drink my wine, and I'm not going to hear about it. There you go. That's a great, That that's the silent statement that says it all, and, yep. you're, and that's what I'm talking about. It does yep. it with elegance. But also a rental car so you can leave. Yes, and do your rental car. Okay. Okay, we're not going to go to number <laughs> six, or is that a wrap? We're headed to Patreon. Patreon. So everyone, we're going to say goodnight to you for this uh, the show, but we do invite you to get to Patreon. They have really been getting good. Morgan always picks a great Patreon. Justin picks most of them. Uh, Don't just, sell him short. Justin. Justin picked the Patreon. Look at him down there. He gets so sad. <laughs> do we have a teardrop? Uh, it's always funny when um, I'm editing and it goes... Uh, Jerry says something like, oh, Morgan, Morgan will edit this out. And I'm sitting there like, hmm, will she? <laughs> what am I, will chop she? a liver? Yeah, we, we split Father Knows Something tasks 50-50. I love it. So Justin or Morgan will be editing the show, a little bit of both. <laughs> and Justin and Morgan and dad does sometimes pick the uh, stories. And we'll see you next week. And next week is our 100th. 100. So. Woo! Make sure you're around for it and chime in. If you have something special you want to share or an update, please do it quickly because we're going to be shooting it in the next uh, probably five or six days. Are you excited? I am really excited. How do you feel about 100 episodes? I think it's fantastic. I told a friend, a buddy of mine said, you know, what is the show that you're doing? And I said, father knows something. Go look it up on YouTube. And I, and he said, well, how long have you been doing? I go, this is our hundredth episode. We're going to shoot. Yeah, this that's week. a big number. That's a big goes, deal. You have a hundred episodes out there, and I go, there are a hundred of them out there. It's kind of weird to think about. It's a big mm-hmm. deal. So we have put a lot. You guys have put a lot of time into this, and a the lot. hours of editing, <laughs> and and I'm really glad that some of the people that we have, we do have in the updates, how it's changed some of their lives. It'll be and, a good one, and mm-hmm. that tells me that what we're doing is good. Well, I think that's perfect for number 100 is to show, like, just to show the progress. And I hope we find some that are honestly, I listened to what you guys said. I listened to, I I went and read all the comments Mm -hmm. and I took it to heart and I went and did this. And here's how it turned out. That's what I want to find. We change Mm -hmm. one life. Yeah. We, what we've done is, is a good deed for the universe. That's what 100 is all about. And that's really what it is. So we love you all. And thanks for being a part of our show, making us a part of your lives. Yeah. And we're going to jump over to Patreon. Bye, Bye. for now. Bye.